0: لفضيله <تصفيق> الدكتور
1: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ما يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد respected elders and dear brothers, we are approaching the end of a very special season of worship that commenced one week ago. Every act of worship and every season of worship has a point of culmination, a climatic point, the most intense point of that ibadah, the highest point of that ibadah. If we look at salah, for example, the climatic point of salah When Salah reaches its highest point, the culmination of Salah is sujood. When you are in sujood, that is the climatic point, and that's the culmination of that act of ibadah. And that's why Rasulullah had said in the hadith, The closest you will come to Allah in this world is when you are in sujood. When you look at the month of Ramadan, and generally you find the culmination, the highest point, the climatic point of an ibadah, of a season of worship is found in the latter part, at the end act of worship, at the end of the rak'ah, do you find sujood? So what comes before the culmination, what comes before that point is separation for that culmination. When we look at the month of Ramadan, the climatic point, the highest point, the culmination is Laylatul Qadr. During this season of worship, the point of culmination and the climatic point, when it reaches its peak, is the day of Arafah. Rasul said in the hadith, There is no day that is better in the sight of Allah than the day of Arafah the 9th of Dhul-Hijjah tomorrow in South Africa and in many other parts of the world. The best day in the sight of Allah. There is no day that is better in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the day of Arafa. What are the distinctions of the day of Arafah? It's important for us to know what makes the day of Arafah so special? What are the special characteristics of the day of Arafah? The first of the day of Arafah is that the deen of Islam, the religion of Islam was completed and it reached its fruition, it reached its perfection on the day of Arafah. This deen of ours, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had allowed it to reach its perfection approximately 80 days before the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the 10th day of hijrah. 10th year of Hijrah, the 10th day or the 9th day of Dhul-Hijjah. Rasul sallallahu was in Arafah, and this verse of the Qur'an that declared to the world that Islam has reached its perfection, and that Islam has reached its fruition, was revealed on a Friday, 9th of Dhul-Hijjah, on the plain of Arafah. What was the verse of the Qur'an? الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the multitudes of believers present in Arafah on that day and obviously by extension every other member of the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah declared today, this day, on the day of Arafah have I perfected your deen for you عَلَيْكُمْ I have completed my bounty upon you I have chosen Islam as your way of life, as your religion. So this is a very, very powerful verse of the Quran that is revealed on the best day of the year, on the best day of the week, because it was a day of Jum'ah on, on that day, that year. So it coincided. The day of Arafah coincided with the day of Jum'ah. It was in the very blessed land of Arafah. And it was revealed approximately 80 days before the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Now, let me use this day to contemplate and to consider that have I perfected deen in my life? The day of Arafah for you and I, what does it mean? If it was the day on which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had perfected deen, deen is perfect. But if I perfected the deen in my life, what effort have I made? What struggles have I undertaken? The Prophet wasallam, when deen reached fruition and when deen reached perfection, it was 23 years of struggles. And if I want deen to reach that level of perfection in my life, I cannot ever, ever be complacent with the level of deen in my life, the level of deen in my whole. The day of Arafah is that moment when you assess your relationship with Allah. How perfect is my relationship with Allah? Am I concerned about that relationship? Am I constantly assessing that relationship? Am I analyzing the relationship as I do with everything else? There are health checks that we undertake every now and again. Physical assessments that we do with everything in our lives. Every now and again, there are certain checks, certain assessments, analysis that is carried out. What about my deen? How often do I assess? my deen how often do I analyze the progress that I have made am I progressing or am I regressing so the day of Arafah is a day of reflection one year has passed since the last Arafah and it was the day on which Allah had perfected the deen of Islam am I really am I really working towards and striving towards excellence in my deen and that of my family and my children within my home What measures have I put in place? What effort am I making to ensure the deen reaches its perfection and I strive for excellence so that I may bring the deen of Islam into a perfect life as a believer and as a Muslim. Remember, if you want to know what position you enjoy in the sight of Allah, you only need to look at what position you give to Allah in your life. Simple. Very often you want to know what position do I enjoy in the sight of Allah? Consider what position, what level of importance do I give to Allah in my life? That's a barometer through which you can determine your position and your status in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the first thing on the day of Arafah. I need to think about what I'm doing in terms of my spiritual Progress and perfecting of deen in my life and the measures that I'm using in order to ensure that deen is perfected within my home. And then what level of confidence do I have in my deen? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He did not only complete the deen, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He has perfected the deen. It's not only complete, but it's also perfect. So what level of confidence do I have in deen? In this Islam, has it become a ritualistic type of a lifestyle that I'm living or am I confident in the deen? I must be so confident, develop such perfect confidence in my deen that I will not ever feel the need to look to any other lifestyle or to any other source for guidance because I am confident that my deen is the perfect deen. The way of life that Allah has chosen for me is the perfect way of life. So I need to develop confidence. What is the level of my confidence in the deen of Islam? The second distinction, so that's the first distinction, that the day of Arafah enjoys the special characteristic, is that it is a day upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed the deen of Islam to reach perfection and to reach its completion. The second characteristic of the day of Arafah and the distinction of the day of Arafah, it is a day on which the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reaches its most intense point. The intensity of Allah's forgiveness, the intensity of Allah's clemency and compassion reaches its climatic point point on the day of Arafah. Allah is not more, Allah is always merciful. But the time when that mercy of Allah reaches its highest point, is on the day of Arafah. Rasul ﷺ has said <speaking> in the hadith, مَا رُئِيَ الشَّيْطَانُ يَوْمًا هُوَ فِيهِ أَصْغَرْ وَلَا أَغْحَرْ وَلَا أَحْقَرْ وَلَا أَغْيَضْ فِيهِ مِنْ يَوْمِ عَرَفَةٍ does not feel more despised, more humiliated, more enraged than he is on the day of Arafah. Why is he so enraged? Why does he feel so despised and so humiliated on the day of Arafah? Rasulullah <laughs> said, Because he is aware and he witnesses. The extent of Allah's mercy on the day of Arafah. He knows he has absolutely no chance. He knows that all the effort that he made on you and on me throughout the year, all that he made you do, whatever crime, regardless of how great it may be, he worked hard to influence you to commit a deed. But on the day of Arafah, Allah forgives it. Can you imagine how enraged he is? He's enraged because he witnesses the extent of Allah's mercy. وَتَجَاوُزِ اللَّهِ عَنِ And he watches how Allah forgives major, major crimes on the day of Arafah. Ibn mubarak Rahimahullah. Great. He says, I was in Arafah and I spotted Sufyan al-Thawri. Sufyan al-Thawri, Rahimahullah, another great muhaddith, faqee, scholar. Very pious person. He said, I saw him on the day of Arafah. The sun was about to set. And we know in Arafah, during that time you engaged in dua. First of those last few moments. He said, I saw Sufyan al-Thawri wa huwa ala And he was kneeling on, on his knees. He was kneeling down, stretching his hands up, making dua. And there were tears that were streaming down his cheeks. I went up to him and then I asked him, Man Oh Sufiat, tell me who is the most corrupt, the worst and the most person here today? al Thawri rahimahullah said, Anna the worst person today on the day of arafah is the one who thinks Allah will not forgive him. Believe that Allah will forgive you. Whatever the crime may be, a believer does not commit zina, but even if it was zina that he had committed, Allah will forgive him. A believer does not commit murder, but even if it was murder that he had committed, Allah will forgive him. He needs to believe. Allah says, I'll treat you according to the expectations you have in me. If it is the greatest day, And the day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ready to forgive, what stops you and me from being convinced that Allah will forgive me? No matter how far you feel you have fallen, no matter how far you you feel you have fallen, you know, sometimes you know it, you should never, ever, any one of us, you should never ever feel I am where I'm supposed to be. Don't ever feel that way. Don't feel I am reading enough salah. Don't ever feel that my Qur'an is where it should be. My fast is where it should be. My charity is where it should be. I do not have to understand the message of Allah. I am comfortable where I am. I do not have to listen to another hadith. The moment you feel you are where you're supposed to be, you are in a worse off position than the one who's right down, but acknowledges and knows that he needs to come up. Because that's self-admiration. When a person suffers from self-admiration because of the religiosity, I am where I'm supposed to be. You are nowhere, my brother. nowhere. So sometimes you write down there and you try. We all try, right? And you try and climb up and you find it hard at times. Sometimes there's these little rocks. You get a jumwa. It's a rock you have to hold on. You try and climb and you slip. You fall back down and you listen to a talk and that's like another little rock. And you hold on to it. Yawmu Arafah You need a rope To come down You want somebody To just throw that rope down And lift you That's what the Arafah is all about When you're right down there Allah throws you a rope That rope is in the form of Arafah All you need to do Is hold on to that rope Trust Have conviction I'm holding on to a rope Of love Mercy Compassion Forgiveness from my Allah And Allah lifts But you need to hold on to that rope The day of Arafah You got to make the most of it. So this is the second distinction of the day of Arafah. The day Allah's mercy and His forgiveness reaches its highest point. The third distinction of the day of Arafah. Special characteristic of this day, the ninth of the Hijjah. Tomorrow is the ninth of the Hijjah. It is the day of al mithaq The day of the Supreme Covenant. When Adam alayhi salam came into this world, he carried his entire hajjim. From the first to the last, every one of us were carried by Adam alayhi salam and he arrived in Arafah. When he arrived in Arafah, the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wiped the loin, the lower part of the back of Adam alayhi salam and from it came out the root of every single one of us. You we are all there. Arafa is the place of our spiritual birth on earth. Our spiritual birth. On earth, we all had one spiritual birth on earth, and that was Arafah. And we are in the form of tiny, tiny little ends. And that's why it's called al Dar. So from al arwah from the realm of the first existence where we were souls, we were transported by Adam A.S., to what is known as alam the world of little tiny ants. Because our souls were there, billions of us in the form of tiny little ants. And it was there Allah, Subhanahu wa Allah took from it in Arafah, on the day of Arafah. Allah explains this in the Quran and reminds us of the covenant that He took from us. وَإِذْ أَخَرَ رَبُّكَ مِن بَنِي آدَمْ مِن ذُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ Alastu فَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ Allah says, the entire dhurriya, the entire progeny of Adam was there. And I took a covenant from them. What was the covenant? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked us, asked our souls, فَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ Am I not your rab? Am I not your Lord? Am I not your sustainer? Am I not your provider? Am I not your nourisher? Allu, everyone shouted out bala. Of course, that covenant, the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah al-Mithaq. The Mithaq, the supreme covenant, was taken from Adam and his progeny way, بناعمال. What is Na'man? Arafah. It's the name that was given to Arafah. Allah extracted from the loin of Adam his entire progeny. Allah scattered them before him. ثُمَّ And Allah spoke to each one of them directly. And look at the, the way Allah asked the question. Allah did not say, I am your Rabbi. It was a rhetorical question. Allah says, "Am I not your ab?" One is a teaching mechanism. If Allah had to say, "I am your ab," that's a teaching mechanism. But Allah is asking rhetorical question, "Am I not your ab?" When do you ask a rhetorical question? When the person already knows the answer. So by our very fitra, no Rasul came to us, no Wahi came to us, but it is within our very fitra. To know and to understand and to believe that Allah is the Rabb. Yeah. And that is why we all responded in the affirmative. That of course, oh Allah, you are our Rabb. Then when we came into this world, and when the arwah and those very souls were injected into the bodies, we forgot about the mythat. We, we forgot about the covenant. No one remembers the covenant, right? And somebody asks, how is it that we don't remember the covenant when it's so significant. Do you remember the time when you were in your mother's womb? You don't remember anything, whatever experience you had in the womb of the mother. Where will you remember the mithaq which took place and the covenant that was taken from you thousands of years ago. So when we came into this world, we needed reminders. And that's why Allah sent the messengers and the prophets and the scriptures to remind us of the covenant that was taken from us on the day of Arafah. So the day of Arafah for you and me, number one, we need to think about perfection of deen in my life because it was the day on which Allah perfected deen and completed deen. Number two, I need to seek and secure the forgiveness of Allah. Number three, I need to consider my relationship with the reminders, those things that were sent by Allah to remind me of the covenant. The messengers, where am I from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He was the greatest reminder. Why did he come? Why did he struggle? Why did he sacrifice? To remind you about the covenant that Allah had taken from you, your loyalty to Allah. Are you honoring the covenant? So where am I from that reminder? Where am I from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Where am I from the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Reflect. That's what Arafah is all about. Another reminder the Qur'an, "Inna nazzalna Allah says, we have sent down to you the dhikr, the reminder. It's a reminder, reminder of what? His covenant. Where am I from the Qur'an? Where am I from that reminder that will remind me of the covenant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had taken from me? What must I do on this day? Tomorrow, the ninth of the hijjah the best day of the year, I do not know if I will experience another Yawmu Arafa. How do I make the most of this day? First, we have an early night tonight. Wake up as early as possible. Wake up as early as possible. And spend at least one hour with Allah. Find a dark spot in your home where you are one on one with Allah. Speak to your Allah. Communicate with Allah. One thing you must never stop doing. And I keep on reminding myself and others about this. Don't ever stop making du'a. You may not, you ought to be praying, you may not be reading Quran on a daily basis, you should be. But one thing you should never abandon is dua. Raising your hands every day and speaking to Allah. So spend a lot of time in dua before suhoor. Then have your suhoor, you're going to fast tomorrow, inshaAllah. The Prophet sallallahu said, Sumu Yawm Arafah. Fast on the day of Arafah. And this instruction is for the ones who are not there. but right? Those who are in Arafah, it's preferable for them not to fast. So we cannot be there. But we have the opportunity to carry out this ibadah fasting on the day of Arafah. You have your suhoor. the Prophet says, if you fast on the day of Arafah, Allah forgives two years of sins. The preceding year and the coming year, forgiven by Allah. Read your Fajr, Salawat, Jama'ah in the masjid. It's a big day. You want to make the most out of this day. And the first thing, in fact, I think that you need to do is switch off the cell phone tomorrow. Or at least turn off the mobile data. I think we can do that much, Inshallah. Right? Remain in the masjid. After the Fajr Jama'ah, remain in the masjid, engage in the dhikr of Allah until the time of Ishraq. At the time of Ishraq, ensure that you pray the Ishraq Salah tomorrow. The Prophet says if you read Fajr Salah in the Jama'ah, and then you remain in the masjid remembering Allah, making the dhikr of Allah until the ta- sun rises fully. And then you pray two rakats of salatul ishraq. Allah gives you the reward of an accepted Umrah and hajj. Believe it, believe it. Again, Allah says, I will treat you according to the expectations you have in me. Big expectations, especially tomorrow. Huge expectations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will treat you accordingly. Lots and lots of sadaqah. Tomorrow, remember, it's the best day. So the charity you give tomorrow is the best charity. Give lots of sadaqah. You might have been giving out every day, all these days with great days and great nights. A lot of dua. It's a day of dua. Rasulullah وسلم, when he was in Arafah, from the time of zawal, right up until the time set, until sunset, he was engaged in dua. A lot of dua. Rasulullah says, Khayru dua. Dua to Yaumi Arafah. The best dua that you can ever make is the dua of the day of Arafah. So you want to end your day with dua. A lot of dua. The special dhikr for this day. We know, like, on the 27th night or Laylatul Qadr, there's a special dua that the Prophet taught Aisha and he taught every one of us. Allahumma inna ka'afuul, tuhibbul aafwa, fa'afu Right? That's for Laylatul Qadr. For Laylatul Nism in the 15th night of Sha'ban, Allahumma inni a'udhu, the min. منك, that's what? of what's the recital, what's the dhikr for the day of arafah? إلا إلا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ illallah شَرِيكَ La لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ العمد وهو عَلَىٰ ala qadir the We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to make most of this day of Arafah. and we beg from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He includes us amongst those who earn His mercy and His forgiveness.